So it is my birthday month. Woo! And we established there is a rule of birthday. Let's lay out the rule of birthday for everyone listening. The rule of birthday month is you get one unvetoable movie choice and you don't have to tell anyone until the moment we are watching it what the movie is yes so we have netflix open right now and we are searching for a movie that is the culmination of several arcs of this show so you're going to search for girl on the third floor Oh, there we are. Movie starring a professional wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And about a house that's fucking with people. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> Hitting all the beats. That's my birthday choice. <laughs> In the 2020s, a pandemic crippled the world. Some panicked, some denied it. These two guys stayed home, drank and watched movies. These are the Jameson Tapes. Open my eyes, what do you see? <laughs> this house is fucking killing me. Hi, everybody. The joke is that CM Punk's entrance theme is the song Cult of Personality. Oh, How's everyone is it? Doing? Nice. Yeah. How's everyone doing? This is the Jameson Tapes, a yeah. show where we drink and watch movies. And this movie had kind of an anti-drinking theme to it. So <laughs> let's celebrate that by... I'm going to drop a shot of this Evan Williams honey into this... Let me check. Palisade Peach Light Peach Wheat... Weech peach peach wheat weech peach and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna do some gin and follow it up with this hard seltzer. Alright, sink it and drink it. Woo! <sighs> Alright. <sighs> Ceremonial burps yes. have signaled the beginning. <laughs> 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 oh so i i, I want to say it was the last episode where i was like man fuck hard seltzers i ain't even about that and then between then and now i'm like you know what 95 calories isn't bad <laughs> yeah. hey everyone we're getting old yeah you have to start like looking at nutrition facts on things before we eat them <laughs> I really genuinely want to age gracefully. And yeah. a lot of that is just, you know, admitting things and it's admitting that, you know what, you know, you can still drink and have fun, but you can't be pounding 15% Imperial Russian stouts all the time. Cause your body yeah. just can't take that anymore. Abysme. It's just, it, you can't do that. So we watched a movie. We did. It was your birthday choice. It was my birthday choice and it wasn't cause I <laughs> 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 no, instead oh. I chose a film that as you're going to hear in the in the you probably had a pre-roll intro for this for the reveal. Yeah. It is a movie I feel completes an, an arc of this show because not only is it a movie starring a pro wrestler, it also is about a house that's that's fucking with the protagonist of the film. 
Yes. We would always talk about black mold and stuff and radon. (laughs) It's about a home being renovated. So it ties into those themes we've brought up in the past several times. The movie we watched is called uh, The Girl on the Third Floor, and it stars Phil CM Punk Brooks, who, as of this recording, is involved in a little controversy in the wrestling world, but we're not going to get into it. Nah, no, not that uh, time or place. It is not relevant to what we are doing. What we are doing is we watched a horror movie that I'm going to say was pretty good. Yeah, I'm trying to wrap my head around what I want to say. Did you have, have you seen any of American Horror Story? I actually have not. So the first season which is very much them getting their feet wet, has a lot of parallels, I would say. It is about a house, and it's about a couple moving in, and the wife is pregnant, and just kind of weird. Like, American Horror Story really should just be called Erotic Horror Stories, because that's what pretty much all of it is, which is not a bad thing. But this definitely is very much an erotic horror story. So there are, and I I count this as a plus, there's no, like, real emphasis on jump scares there's not a Mm -hmm. lot of claustrophobic scenes a lot of attention is paid to imagery and a lot of the themes are very subtly except maybe not so much towards the end played out for you in images and dialogue and just little things like that and i really i appreciate movies like this even if it isn't like my favorite thing this is a quality film in my opinion yeah i will say there are moments they could have done without but any movie's going to have those. Sure. This is very clearly not, not a movie that had a huge budget. But you didn't really need it, though. Yeah, it is a character study. And something that should be more on the nose, but just works, is like your main character in a haunted movie is sexually frustrated, and then the house starts leaking cum. <laughs> <laughs> so is the plumbing just full of cum and anal beads? Is that what I'm getting? I was I was very triggered by this movie, not not so much by the toxic masculinity that is thrown back in the protag's face, which isn't great. Thank you for that. But the as as a new homeowner who had to go through a lot of renovations, watching someone who is like purposefully portrayed as inept and in over his head just do all that wrong is the real horror for me of <laughs> like, oh look, what looks like black mold. I think I'll punch that and put my fist into it. I'm going to replace drywall and all this shit without a mask. And I'm not going to have any help. And oh my God, anyone who's done construction would just like be banging their head on the wall at this fucking movie. But again, that's the point. This dude is incompetent. Did you even bother to... Oh my God. I can't. I I, got to stop. I got to stop applying renovation brain to this movie. (laughs) There's just so many red flags. He's like painting the walls when he's gonna have to rip them up anyway for electrical. His plumbing's fucked. There's structural structural issues. His dog's laughing at him. Your dumb asses didn't do an inspection. I think kind of the point is he feels like he can do this on his own. Yeah. No, like, 100%. He's compensating. <laughs> yeah. He's so overly confident. In fact, she even said a man who never second guesses himself, which is yeah. clearly a character flaw. He is yeah. overconfident. He is wrong, and he refuses to be told no. So it, it, it all it plays into the character well. And I'm just gonna get this out of the way as, as the pro wrestling guy. Mm. Skin Punk's a pretty good fucking actor. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those things where I'm like, I want to see you in other movies playing other roles. I want to see the yeah. actual 
scope and range of your acting because he is the focus of this movie for like what 80 percent of it and yeah. he like does not miss a beat maybe there was a line here and there that could have been you know maybe a little bit better delivered but that could not even um, it could like that could have been just like they chose the wrong take who knows like yeah. I, I thought it, all of it, his acting it, was it's good it's funny you should mention that he said the CM Punk said his favorite thing about being in a film as opposed to being a wrestler is he was like flabbergasted at the idea of getting to do more takes of <laughs> because right. I mean, when you're performing live that's that's it <laughs> i think this is another movie where we do not have to do the plot beat by beat because yeah. it's very i don't want to say simplistic but it's it's yes. it's bare bones and, 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 and that's fine and we recommend the movie yeah uh, i'd say i'd say give it a watch it is on netflix Yes. It never got a wide release. I think it was just released on Netflix. So everyone check it out on Netflix. Girl on the Third Floor. Mm -hmm. The plot is man goes to fix up house. He acts badly and his pregnant wife is comes in later. That's, you know, that's really all the plot you need to know. But the themes yeah. we can discuss in better detail. CM Punk is pretty famously Edge. And he is portraying a character who was supposed to have quit drinking for the sake of his new f new family he is, is trying to start. But as he is renovating this house, he knocks back quite a few beverages. CM Punk is famously straight Edge in real life. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he did not even take painkillers when he was recovering from cracking his skull. Oh yeah, and I think they did cover up his knuckle tattoos that say drug free. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's interesting because we never see him acting drunk because I don't yeah. think he knows how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> he wakes up hungover, but it's like, oh, we were at the bar and we did a bunch of stuff that was off camera. And it's like, okay, yeah, no, you don't know how to be drunk because you've never been. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's playing someone who knows how to handle his shit, but... Which is fine. That's not important, but it's just a funny note. He also gets high at one point and doesn't know how to portray that. <laughs> You're right. Now that I remember. So it's a story about a guy who is kind of a piece of shit, mm -hmm. but trying to get his life together, but kind of doesn't actually want to get his life together. He wants to do it himself. And yeah. there's a lot of themes here, but this one in particular is someone has done bad things and they want to make amends for that or they want to be better and this is a very common relatable thing of that's cool you can't do this alone and that right there is a very very hard pill for a lot of people to swallow and not even just people who have acted poorly in the past and want to make up for what they've done like if you need help in any and i'm speaking personally like if you need help with whatever you you know in your life yeah, a not obvious theme of this movie is, hey, guys, everyone, get therapy. Get therapy. <laughs> like, we, I know there's been a lot of strides in trying to erase that stigma, but really, to improve yourself is a monumental task because you are hindered by yourself and your habits and your thought patterns. You need other people to help you, and that is not a bad thing, yeah. but... Our character thinks that he can just do it himself. And it's revealed later, spoilers, that he defrauded a client out of their retirement fund. And defrauded several, several clients. Several. And like basically nearly just escaped white collar prison. But anyway, like 
He, he wants to renovate this house himself. He doesn't want help. He only calls upon his friend for a short weekend. He is woefully unprepared and inexperienced and pays for it. And he's unfaithful and all these things. And it takes the house literally shoving marbles up his body to be like, no, dude, you fucked up and you're irredeemable because he refused to admit that you need help. The house... It's, the point is made later in the film that it's about choice. Mm. And there, there is a point where basically a house gives him a choice to make. True. And he chooses poorly. <laughs> and then it offers him the same thing to be like, hey, hey. And he's like, well, okay, that was a mistake. And it's like, no, dude, this is your umpteenth mistake. You don't get to keep saying yeah. this. And then it capitalizes on it, that. It, there is that point where it, it's like it's almost giving him a second chance to choose again. Mm-hmm. And then Hammer. <laughs> it's, well, and like at any point in time, and I have to say it this way, he could have given up. And by given yeah. up, I mean admitted, I cannot do this on my own. I need help. I need to go back to my pregnant wife. I need to hire some people. Like, this is beyond the scope of my abilities. And there is nothing wrong with that like that is the mature adult thing to do but toxic masculinity which is a big part of this fucking movie oh, yeah yeah is like, toxic masculinity and get therapy are the themes of this film that there's two really big themes of uh, empowering control that's in there too but i would say like yeah. the the real real compelling ones are you know hey being a big strong man is not being stupid and as a society, we really need to get over that. And I really appreciate that this movie addresses that in a very compelling way. Yeah, if I had to say one thing about the movie that disappointed me is it brought up that there is an erotic pottery class and then it did not, <laughs> it did not deliver on showing us the erotic pottery class. I, I will say my favorite parts of the movie are probably just whenever he goes to the bar slash tiny bowling alley. <laughs> the first time he goes, cause he like, the first night he like is not making enough progress at all because he doesn't want to admit that he's fucking dumb and he doesn't know what he's doing. So he goes to the bar yeah. and the owner slash bartender is like, you queer? <laughs> he's like, no, I'm, I'm married and I'm having a kid. Oh, well, there's nothing wrong with it, but that house hates straight people. <laughs> <laughs> Only gay people buy Victorian houses anymore. <laughs> I love this premise. <laughs> <laughs> A man moves into anti-straight house. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm not gay. <laughs> and I kind of wish that was more of the movie, but I realize now that that's a different, that's a different movie. Like that's entirely different. It, it's not, yeah. it's almost kind of misleading, but it's not what the focus of this film is. But you know, I, I know Sade said there's a dojin out there that addresses this, but someone make that movie because that would be fucking awesome. Yeah, someone make this house hate straight people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then the second time he goes back with his friend, quote unquote friend, I think it's more like former co-worker that he's cajoled into helping him, who is my favorite character, but I'll get into that. But basically they go back to the bar and the, the co-worker who's single is like, hey, um, any, you know, women I can talk to? Well, uh, Glenda's going to be around. She holds an erotic pottery class. <laughs> and I do, I do love that he says, look, people move to the suburbs to either start a family or they're giant assholes. And I feel yeah. very targeted by that because 
I don't consider myself to be a giant asshole. Maybe I am. I don't know. But I'm also not starting a family and my ass moved to the suburbs. So what the fuck? Right. Uh, one thing I will say for this movie is as we watch the credits, I realized that the VFX team in this movie was like five people. Yeah. And, <laughs> and good on uh, them. The effects in this movie are used sparingly in a good way. Yes. But yes. when they when they happen, they are they are done really, really well. They're very I wouldn't say subtle, but they're they're underplayed and that is understated, which is good. And and from what I could see, all practical. Yeah, so. no, I think you're right. I, I think they were all um, practical and there might have been a there might have been a CG marble or two. That sure. Missed, but... but if it was, it was um, not noticeable. Yeah. But like you so, said, low budget movie, but did not didn't didn't need any didn't need to be a big budget movie. This definitely this movie falls into the ca the category of like I don't want to say I guess indie horror, but like if you got Netflix money, are you really indie? I don't know. I don't care. But smaller scope horror that is meaningful and effective. And this is kind of this is kind of from the era where you could make a movie and then it, it wasn't like Netflix budget. Yeah, but you could like make a movie and then be like, hey, Netflix, we made a movie. Sure. Yeah. I've been really in later years just more attracted to this type of movie is much more appealing to me of just a kind of a small team of very passionate people making a thing and being <laughs> lucky enough because it is luck to have made it in front of my eyes. And I'd really try to find more of this stuff because not everyone can be Jordan Peele. And I love Jordan Peele's movies, but yeah. that shoe, why did it stand up? No, I want other, you know, smaller creators who it's are okay. not. This, this will be out a few months from now. Everyone <laughs> will see it by then. <laughs> That's not even a spoiler, but it's, it's nice to see that there's still like passionate small teams making things i you know i really appreciate that because they they sure. offer a perspective that just big studios often gloss and, uh, over punk, punk i know is a horror guy oh okay like specifically his dog has a dog named larry who's <laughs> named after who's named after larry talbot from the wolfman are you sure um, it's not larry from Bye -bye <laughs> are we sure i'm positive <laughs> but did this movie have a larry it didn't need a Larry, but does it have a Larry? It, no, you know, I would say that... I would give my Larry award to the bartender at the bowling alley. Yeah, I just don't think he has enough scenes to warrant it. He doesn't have enough yeah. involvement in the movie. I was going to give it to the pastor, but she pulls some bullshit boomer logic yeah. of, man, well, I could have warned you and probably saved you and your marriage, but, you know, so, life okay. has another way. <laughs> Without spoiling too much, because I want people to see this yeah. movie. Yeah. The weakness of the pastor character, who always has bourbon. <laughs> the pastor shows up at the beginning with bourbon, and every time she knocks on the door from then on, one of us was like, bourbon? Where have you been all my life? <laughs> No one just came up to me and was like, you're bourbon. <laughs> bourbon? <laughs> bourbon? <laughs> Next time she shows up, the door just opened and she just flings a glass of bourbon into your face. <laughs> not, not even her. If anyone knocked on the door, we were like, yeah. bourbon? The, the, where the pastor character fell apart for us at the end was, and hey, hey, horror movies? Maybe it's an us thing because we know horror well enough. Yeah. But 
You need to stop explaining your plot to us. You need to stop doing exposition dumps at the final act to, like, clue in your audience. It is, it is much better if we walked away and were able to just, like, think about it for ourselves and come to our own conclusions. Yeah. Because this movie at the end dumps a bunch of stuff on us that, like, we got. Yeah. It was very obvious. <laughs> We figured it out. We had pieced it together ourselves. I always think this is like studio meddling of like, well, what if, you know, the test screening didn't go well, people didn't get the ending. And, you know, I rarely walk away from a film and be like, I understand everything about it. I have to, I have to let it like sit and saturate in my brain for a bit and then think about um, it later. And that's a good thing. Like stop talking down to your audience as if they're stupid. Because most people, but, a lot of people are dumb, but like, just let people mull things over. It's okay. On the other hand, Logan Paul. Um, <laughs> well, okay. There is no helping people like Logan Paul. Yeah. But there, there are... Fuck it, we're going to talk about Nope. Yeah. There were, a lot of, there were a lot of reviews I saw for Nope where people didn't like piece together without giving away too much. One part of the movie oh. that is seemingly dissonant from another part of the movie that completely works if you think about it. If you think those parts it. of the movie go together, the, and it's it does not it does not spell it the nope does not spell it out for you how those parts of the movie go together, but they do go together. Yes, we can also make the argument that I guess some people do need this shit spelled out for them. Or the here's the thing. It doesn't matter though, because yeah. like, okay, I just, I saw Barbarian and go see Barbarian. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but I went to Rotten Tomatoes afterwards to see how people were receiving this. And exactly as I thought it would play out, half the people go, this is fucking awesome. And half the people go, this is dumb. What a waste of time and money, blah, 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 blah. And like, have not like clearly have not sat down and just thought about the movie and processed it because i've seen movies that i have not really like got have not really like jived with and then a day later i'm like you know what actually again i've let this mull over in my mind and i kind of get it it's making me think about things movies are a lot to take in it's a lot yeah. of information it's an hour and a half bare minimum or maybe 80 minutes bare minimum of like themes and dialogue and scenes and actors and effects and all this stuff. The human brain needs time to process this, these things. So, you know, these, these hot takes that Logan Paul do on the heels of a movie, it's like, dude, shut the fuck up and go to bed and then wake up it, and then tweet at me. It's also maybe a difference of taste. Yeah. And I'm not talking about like taste in, in, in film, in taste of how you consume film. Yeah. Because I love a movie that I'm thinking about like three days after I watch it. Same, same. And maybe, and this is an entirely respectful way to feel, maybe not everyone feels that way. One of the things I saw was like, Barbarian's not good because it sacrifices blank as opposed to just being an entertaining movie. And of course, entertainment is a subjective quality. But yes, there are people who go to films and they want they expect a certain product and they want it delivered to them. They don't want something and, and, else. Okay. You know what? Fine. I'm on both I'm on both sides of this argument. Sure. Because I'm someone who I can sit down and watch a new MCU movie and yeah. be fine. Yeah. 
I can watch a movie that's a five-star steak dinner. <laughs> I can watch a movie that is a potato chips. Fucking McDonald's. <laughs> and both, yeah, as a fan of the MCU, it's McDonald's. It's for sure McDonald's. <laughs> but I like McDonald's. <laughs> I, I, I caved to McDonald's on occasion. That's why it's there. Yeah. But, like, if we want to pivot to Prey for a little bit, I read yeah. some of the reviews for Prey, and, like, there are people out there who have not seen the movie and are just determined to just review bomb it for no fucking reason. So it right. really, it does not matter if you put in your movie exposition dumps to say, like, hey, audience, this is what we were going for. Like, it really, it does not yeah. matter because there are people out there who will just hate it for the sake of hating it. And right. at the end of the day, you know, make your art display your message man yeah but yeah to say there there is there is moments near the end of the movie where it outright explains to us what we just saw and it's like yeah thanks <laughs> thank you for taking and up two minutes of my time that's maybe this movie's biggest weakness and again is that their fault or is that the studio going nope you got you got to yeah. put this in i don't know don't don't know it wasn't there but yeah. One thing that one thing that I will say is not a weakness. I love it every time this happens. This movie has an ending. <laughs> <laughs> it, it has a lot of like whenever CM Punk is listening to music, it is like hard rock or like new metal. And it is, I mean, we're, we are the target audience for that. But yeah, no, it's great. Like, there's a point, and like, I can't pretend that I didn't like do work on my house without listening to metal. But there is just something funny of someone like opening up the bottom of their sink and trying to replace a pipe and just putting on fucking hard metal or hard rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that, that just looks embarrassing from the outside. Uh, I, spe I specifically meant the ooh ah 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 ending. It's a thing horror does a lot. Mm -hmm. where, like the plot has resolved essentially, and it there's just like one moment of the end, but like, but also one last spooky thing. Which are you getting people hyped for the end credits? Are they supposed to go out on a you know shallow adrenaline rush? I guess I don't know. Like even even fucking roller coasters, like they just come to a complete stop. That's okay. Yeah. I, I don't know why this is still needed. I don't know. I kind of love it. <laughs> no, I know. I, I, sorry. I love it. I love it for the trope. I am just curious. <laughs> I was talking to you. I, I, at one point, we were watching movies this weekend, and I mentioned Ghost Ship. <laughs> and Ghost Ship 100% has that moment. Oh, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. But, like, the plot is resolved, but then the movie ends and has this ending that's like, but also more spooky shit. Whoa. And, and then it specifically plays the song Not Falling by Mudvayne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Mudvayne. No, you know, I, I'm not... We're not going to watch Mudvayne. Mudvayne, fuck. We're not going to watch Ghost Ship. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to watch Ghost Ship for the Jameson tapes, but Ghost Ship, everyone universally agrees, has one great scene, and the rest of it is just entertaining garbage yeah. but i just i love that everyone i've ever talked to is like you know ghost ship oh yeah that one scene yeah yeah no ghost jeep ghost jeep. <laughs> oh we've been drinking ladies and gentlemen. you gotta scream uh, after this <laughs> i do ghost ship ghost ship ghost ship ghost ship has one scene that's like perfect <laughs> yeah artfully it done Ghost Ship is one perfect scene with a bunch of bullshit around it. <laughs> yeah, they sunk all their effort into that one scene. 
Like so someone had an idea and they're like, I gotta make a movie around this scene. Ghost ship. <laughs> yeah, that'll sell. Oh yeah, anyway, girl on the third floor. Wow, yeah, tangent. But you know, again, we didn't wanna, I want people to watch this. Yeah. And I want people to understand the kind of category of movie, horror movie that it falls into. Don't listen to the next like 15 seconds if you don't want a spoiler, because we are going to spoil one thing. True. Kill the dog. <laughs> Wasn't happy about that. There is a dog named Cooper, and he is the best. And uh, he tries to, <laughs> tries to stop infidelity. <laughs> fails because <laughs> he's a dog. I will but... say, like, I don't, I don't like the ending of this movie very much. I feel like lessons are learned and then they're not. I won against the house and I'm going to move back into it. Just so, show it what's what. No, no, like, just just don't be there. Like, yeah. you, you, you remove yourself leave. from the entire fucking situation. I think that would have been better for her character and everything. But again, it just feels like studio meddling. Like, the end is just like, well, have this exposition dump and make sure he's in the end of the movie because, ooh, set up for a sequel or some, like, fucking bullshit. I don't know. I think it was okay. Spoiler, spoiler warning, everybody. I think it was less set up for the set up the sequel, and I think it was more like setting up the the cycle. Maybe probably too too drunk to get into the the cycle of abuse. But he did it to himself. But he was he gave the marble to the daughter the same way the plague mask guy yeah gave to the whorehouse baby. You're you're right. This goes into so much potential speculation that it's like, yeah, but but was it in the movie and does it help the themes? I don't, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I'm not smart hey, enough to comment watch, on that. Everyone watch this movie and, and get in the comments with us. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, tell us about the ending uh, if you think it's validated or earned or not. It's definitely an ooh-ah ending. <laughs> in what, 2019? Yep. <laughs> I'm so, glad we're still uh, doing it. <laughs> Yep, I'm happy it's there. So I will say all of what I consider to be this movie's weaknesses happen at the end because there is kind of a, a doofy zoom in scene yeah. in the of uh, the uh, sink. My, Milo dead in the wall. Oh, that was that was just funny though. <laughs> that was good. I'd I'd say maybe my favorite scene is when he's pounding on the wall with the hammer and the house is just like spitting <laughs> fluids, <laughs> orgasming over and over again. He's just pounding the house from behind. Yeah. Yeah. But no. Hey, do you have a spider room moment? Huh. Huh. Do I have a spider room moment? I don't think so. I don't think anything was just so what the fuck in this movie. Like there there were, there were especially scenes with the bartender were definitely a little bit yeah. just kind of like you know but nothing that was I, I think this movie was well written i think it was very competent in what it wanted to tell as far as the story so for me no i don't think i have a spider room moment i have a spider room arc for this film which <laughs> is the fake user interface on his phone <laughs> that was pretty good that uh, wasn't including... as good as search but it was pretty good <laughs> yes including including the porn site <laughs> daddy master uh, <laughs> daddy master he visits yeah daddy master is my spider room moment that was good um, that was good that he that he visits during the sexual sexual frustration arc of the film mm -hmm. in in which the in which again the house leaks come it, it blasts come on him from the shower head at one point oh it, it blasts so many substances on him just over and over again it's, yeah. it's hilarious yeah yeah that's that's my spider room moment for sure yeah, um, fair enough. 
Do we have do we have anything else we want to talk about? Hang on, let me look through the notes. Well, um, we need to come up with a drink, but before we do that, I do want to say my favorite note from Say is Dead Girl popped out of the dresser. He gets raped by marbles. Yes. <laughs> I'm not gonna give uh, any context of that. It's oh, just a funny yes. thing to read. No, okay. There's a spider room moment we are looking over that is important and we have not talked about. Oh shit. And I want to talk about it. What is when it? When he puts a marble in his mouth and swallows oh, it. Oh yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> that never, that's never addressed later I even said it like on recording are we going to talk about the fact that he swallowed a goddamn marble so did the dog are they ghost marbles yeah. they don't matter Okay, everyone, throughout the film, and it is explained Yes. that there are marbles that roll around throughout the house when ghost shit is happening. I thought they were anal beats. But at one point, Don, CM Punk, has him wear uh, some cum drips on his face, and then he wakes up, and instead of the cum drip, there, there is a solid, clear marble. And he picks it up and is like, huh, and then goes downstairs, because I think someone's knocking on the door. Yeah. I don't know, nice. it might be bourbon. Anyway, bef- uh, he walks downstairs and just... Puts the marble in his mouth and swallows it. Almost like in a hypnotic trance, but it's not him drinking the Kool-Aid because that doesn't happen until later. Like, that's just a thing. It's just there. It is obvious a metaphor as I'm thinking. I don't... just like, is is he a dog? Is it calling men dogs? (laughs) I, I... The movie does say that, and granted this is from a biased, you know, ghost perspective of men, you know, all they care about is power and consummation and whatever i don't right. know if it is like there's a missing scene where they talk about that more because he just does that and then the movie continues yeah i don't know but no cm punk in this movie just eats a marble and <laughs> it is never addressed again <laughs> and then he has marbles like going up his skin and into his body and like that's painful i'm like motherfucker you swallowed one it's traveling through <laughs> your small intestine as we speak what is what yeah not <sighs> I'm glad I remembered that, because yeah. that is 100% my actual spider room. I, I, yeah, you know, you're right. It is mine, too. I'm just, wait, what? <laughs> but, I like, this movie was interesting enough to where I just forgot about that entirely. Which yeah, is, you yeah. know, to its benefit. So, what cocktail do we make out of this? It's gotta look like cum. <laughs> it's gotta look like cum, and it's gotta be reminiscent of the 40s. The 40s cum cocktail. Like 40s cum tail. Like a, maybe like a lemon drop? It's kind of got a cloudy look to it. Oh, no, wait. Nope. Rain. You know what else looks like cum? An egg white. Oh, you're right. I think right. this needs to be a sour. Mmm. Okay. Brothy. Frothy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. I have it. I've. We've got this one fast. I think it's a bourbon sour. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, total. So, get, get a good bourbon, lemon juice, simple syrup. I'm also just gonna, for the sake of difference, say let's get a little orange juice going in here. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, and yeah, you're gonna shake an egg white with that to make it frothy and jizzy. Pretty much. And any, any what's our garnish? I mean, normally it would be an orange slice, but I think we have to have something a bit more outlandish. Yeah. Swallow it with a marble. No, don't do that. <laughs> no, no. Don't actually do that. It is the position of this podcast that you should not swallow Deuce. marbles. <laughs> don't put marbles up your nose. It's a deep cut. Yeah, no, the, gar- the garnish really has to be a statement. Mm. Garnish with drywall. No, don't do that either. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Punch whatever wall you're next to and get a shard of drywall. Grapes instead of marbles. Yeah, I was thinking like cherries... This is what Sage's yeah. saying. Get get that like that that very class. Ooh, Ooh bo- boba. boba. Yeah, boba get, in a sour. <laughs> get like either 
either like a That's... toothpick or get that fucking like plastic sword thing you get like in you know old ass bars put some boba on that yeah that's what I would Boba do. Boba and a sour sounds ridiculous, and I want it. Yeah. No, I would try that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I think that's how we make our cocktail different enough to... What are we calling this one? Hmm. want to incorporate, um, like... Because his name is Don. Mar marble. <laughs> nope. 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 <laughs> it's okay. It's a uh, bourbon sour. Girl on the third floor. Hmm. Why is this the hard part? <laughs> Why is this art? Well, you know, the title is not very conducive to a cocktail name. Yeah. Could just call it the King Dawn Sour. Yeah. That, yep. The King Dawn Sour. Yeah. That's they, what we're they, calling it. They mock him calling him King Dawn, and it's not like, it's a derogatory thing they're doing because of how much he fucked up, and he is a giant fuck up. Oh, yeah. He is absolutely an enormous fuck up. I like, yeah, the King Don Sour. All right. It is a bourbon, a bourbon sour with shaken with an egg white and with with boba. <laughs> Three little things of boba skewered in there. Oh, I love it. I love it. I would totally try that. I would give this a try. Anyway, I guess that's going to be an episode. I think so. I think so. Happy birthday to me. Woo, happy this is birthday. not being released on my birthday, but we watched it on my birthday month. Yeah. So, hey, if you like what we're doing here on this show, leave us a comment, leave us a like, subscribe to the Creative Horror Network YouTube channel, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts where we also post this podcast. Yeah. Shoot us a review on there. Leave us a comment. Engage. Ask us stuff that we can maybe answer in a chaser. Tell us how handsome we are. We're pretty um, active in the Discord as well for patrons. People ask us a lot of questions, a lot of movie recs. So, you yes. know, yeah, hey, we're there. Subscribe to the Korean Horror Patreon and you can come talk, come bother us. Yeah. I mean, it's never a bother, actually. It's not no, a bother. No. Cool. We always in the Discord talking about what we're drinking. The Discord is half movie discussion, half our personal drink diaries. Hey, did we say what we were drinking for this episode? Uh, did you you did. I, I didn't elaborate. I'm drinking. I said a hard, hard seltzer. It's specifically Flying Embers, which is a, it's a California, California distillery. Specifically, they make seltzers, kombucha, and these fucking mojitos that destroy me on a molecular level but most importantly they other part a portion of their proceeds goes to a firefighters and the california wildfire action teams which is really important to me so if you can check I, their stuff out i think i mentioned the beer i don't think i mentioned at the top of the show that i am also eating moonshine peaches <laughs> so you you're doing that and not only are you doing that you did it during the recording and we were like watching the movie then suddenly all i heard in your was whoa what? What? I was like, are you all right? <laughs> you described it as peaches, peaches, and then burning. Yeah, I just did another one, and goddamn, <laughs> old smoky moonshine. They do a line. I know we're supposed to be ending this episode, but they do a line of of basically uh, moonshine with stuff soaking in it. Yeah, and uh, they do pickles, which I'm going to try next Ooh. time. They do moonshine pickles. They do moonshine peaches. They do moonshine cherries. And what I was actually out to get was, it's not mixed, but they do a banana cream pie moonshine. Damn. Um, and that that's what I was out to get. It's not what I ended up got it, getting. Gotting. Gotting. I am six beers deep, and I've had like four moonshine peaches. Mm -hmm. But I, I went with I went with a peach theme for this uh, for this episode. Sounds for no good. Reason. 
No, I mean, my favorite wine is, like, out of the meat is fucking peach wine, because on a hot summer's day, you can just drink that entire fucking bottle. Hell yeah. Anyway, that's our show. <laughs> that's our show. Bye. Bye. The Jameson Tapes is hosted and created by Alan Chaney and Abysme. If you have a movie suggestion for the podcast, please leave a comment, message us on the Creative Horror Discord, or tweet at Creative Horror with the hashtag Jameson Tapes. Creative Horror is a network of creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. Please visit us at creativehorror.com. <laughs>